Hello. Hello. Cat Davis, welcome. Thank you. Great to have you here. Okay, everybody out there, welcome to the Worth Living Podcast. It has been some time. Yeah. We, we, we turned, okay, and we have, we're have. we going to start up this year with, a, I think, a very appropriate topic for, for discussion, okay? It was Cat's idea, the topic, as most of the topics have been, okay? <laughs> a big thank you to her. So, Cat, what, what, what are your thoughts for today, then? Okay, so, well... I just went to the psychiatrist earlier this week. I go every three months and that's just how my life is. And we just started talking about like my plans for the future plans with my medication. I have um, bipolar disorder. If anyone's new to the podcast or needs a refresher. So when I was diagnosed, the psychiatrist who diagnosed me said, you will be on medication for the rest of your life. So when I was at the doctor this week, he was just talking about how some of the side effects of my medication, I might have to switch it over time. And so it just really got me thinking about my future and like how sometimes I just get so worried and so caught up in like the, how the bad things could happen again that I kind of forget like, well, it's good right now. So I'd say fear of the future. That's the topic. Yeah, great topic. Okay. And, and since you mentioned it to me a few days ago, I've been thinking about how I would approach discussion. And for me, uh, like we said before, we are different generations. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot older. Okay. For everybody else. So they, everybody will know. Um, <laughs> and, um, but we, we share, you know, the discussions in common for sure. And what happens to me with the future is my past surfaces. Okay. Mm-hmm. The memories from my past. Okay. The things I missed out on, for example, okay, the concerts that may have attended but didn't truly enjoy because of my depression, the special occasions that I missed because of it. And I think, okay, you know, part of my recovery in the last few years has been sort of in a rush in my head to, to catch up on, on the stuff I missed out on. Mm-hmm. And I get concerned about, I'll, I'll miss this next concert. I'll, I'll you know, I, I missed it before. It's going to happen again. It's, there's a constant acknowledgement that I've missed out on things. And the future, can I catch up on things that I missed out on, as I've said? And then what kicks in, though, is today. Okay. And I, like when I first said you online, Kat, earlier, hi, Kat, how was today? <laughs> That's a big question, isn't it? Right. Yep. And I said, pretty good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, pretty good, too. Okay. Because yeah. today is the focus, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's almost like. Because sometimes it's just like the practical side of my mind is like, oh, we have to prepare for the future. But then I just look around and I'm like, well, I'm good today. So like as great as it is to prepare, like at the end of the day, you have to like look at where you are and where you've come from. So just like for me, um, I mean, I talked about the medicine, like that's always a fear for me. Um, My medicine can cause me to have bad cholesterol levels, uh, blood sugar drop, it can cause extreme weight gain if I ever want to become pregnant it's been shown to actually um kill fetal animals so that was a that's a huge concern is just like how do you do you get off the medicine like at what point is like this okay and then sometimes I wonder like should I even be a parent like should I have a family and it just like it swirls down and down and down because the whole thing is will I get bad again yes yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and for me, um, 
I get concerned about tomorrow. Okay. I don't mean to dismiss the fact that I kind of just, you know, wing my life. Okay. And I just fly by the seat of my pants in my life. Okay. I'm, you know, I, I do plan things and I do coordinate things and I do look forward to next month. Okay. Different events and such, but, but I can't get hung up on concerned about those things and concerned about the future. One thing that you plan the future, we, we all need to do that. Okay. We can't live in this vacuum every day, but I don't get, you know, concerned or worried or in, in fear of the future so much. I kind of acknowledge it. Well, today's great. Tomorrow will be good, hopefully, the next day. But nonetheless, you can still look forward to things as well in life. And that's sort of the, the reverse. Again, instead of being concerned, I look forward to things. And that's how I sort of twisted it in my head to kind of appreciate the good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It's also just different to come from a place like when I um, – so – my symptom, my bipolar disorder, I switch between depressive states and manic states. And I know, um, correct me if I'm not speaking for both of us, but when I get to my deepest depressed states, I can't even think about the future. So it's just like in that in, in and of itself is just interesting that like you just like are just so stagnant in the moment and you just don't like see anything happening. So it's just it's it's just an interesting concept. It's something that I think even people without a mental illness or who have experienced periods of sadness in their life that weren't um, episodes of clinical depression can really relate to trying to learn how to live in the present. Definitely. I remember the dark days of my depression. Like you said, you said stagnant, your mind get kind of gets numb. And that's, uh, that's how I felt as well. Okay. I had no hope for the, the present day idea of sort of you know looking forward to things was just was not not there at all okay so i i, I get exactly what you're saying in terms of the, the stagnant concept and for me i kind of you know now i have hope and that's what's changed for me okay i have hope for a good day tomorrow i've hope for a good life okay um and if i can you know have that at least it's something to sort of you know hang on to and and it, it gets through the day better okay i you know, talking with you is, is, a, is a great treat today, for example. I'm looking forward, <laughs> to, you know, looking forward to doing this all week, you know, and it was <laughs> these are the kind of things though, that, that make a, a better day and a better life. You know, and, and, and yeah. we can share these ideas back and forth, and hopefully somebody listening will go, hey, I, you know, they can understand it, appreciate it, and hopefully they'll connect with it and, 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 and recognize in their own lives what they can do better and what, how they can improve it and how they can sort of, you know, adjust their mindset to sort of, you know, look, look at their lives in, 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 a, in a better concept, in a better context. I mean, yeah. What are some of your biggest fears or what have been some of your fears in the past? I'm just curious. It's always interesting to hear from another perspective because even if people are diagnosed with the same thing, or even if we're the, under the umbrella term mental illness, it's just, yeah. I feel personal anecdotes are just as important as if not more important than textbook definitions definitely okay stories are, are, are so powerful um fears that i used to have um my personal life was was never very good okay my professional life as a lawyer i could work my 10-hour days okay clients were treated well okay successful firm that was kind of easy in my life okay the personal side was 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 a mess because of my depression okay 
Um, I had, and I can talk about this person because she's given me permission to do so. Okay. I had this superstar girlfriend. Okay. She was just the most incredible person I've ever met in my life. Okay. And I lost her through depression. Okay. Because I was cutting that relationship and shutting down. So my fear all these years and even in, in, of recovery and such is how do I attain a better personal life? Okay. Um, as well, back then, my friends abandoned me pretty much when my depression went public. So it was, you know, isolated to a great, a great extent. So my fear, and it still kind of exists, is how do I fit in to the greater society? How do I fit in to, to the local community? How do I fit into this world? And, all, and as a lawyer, I had this role. I was a lawyer. It was part of who I was, what, what made me a, a person, okay? Maybe not, shouldn't have been, but, but you know, most of us in those, in those kind of work, in that kind of profession, it is part of who we are. So when I crashed, I thought, okay, I mean, everything was gone. And how do I now fit back into society? How do I fit into a personal life? How do I meet people? How do I interact? Um, yeah, a little example, okay. <laughs> I met somebody a few, a few years ago, okay. Um, and we, you know, we texted a lot. I hadn't texted ever in my life. Okay. Um, I mean, I know when I was younger, we didn't have cell phones. Okay. So texting was, and and I I often wondered, like, she texted me something. I didn't know when the conversation ended. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Different generations, different generations. Exactly. Okay. I was trying to learn, are we done talking or do I, do I text back or, you know, just a simple thing, but it would, it would, it would, you know, I'd become, you know, I'd be just, I'd struggle with it. Because like, okay, what are we doing now? You know, and that was uh, you're trying to again fit into society, right? Okay, because I had been isolated, I had been withdrawn through my depression. So how do I sort of fit back into these these things that have changed? So that's a concern. Okay, it's it's humorous a bit, like we've just like we just like we just seen, but it's 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 reality. Okay, and like you said earlier, even people with with a mental illness, that's that's a concern people have. I think it's an anxiety. Okay, that people you know experience, you know. So yeah, you know, that's my experience in in the in one of my concerns is is the person side of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think my biggest concern that I can remember is I was hospitalized twice before getting the correct diagnosis, and I remember I felt really comfortable in the first hospital. It was set up like a house if you've ever watched if i don't know if anyone has watched um the tv show big brother mm. that's what it like it was a huge ha- it was like a huge room we all had our separate bedrooms and there were cameras watching us they were always staff watching us mm-hmm. but it was set up like a house sure. so i was in big brother and i just remember getting so comfortable there which is so weird to say because people are just thinking hospital like that has to be the worst place ever like it must be terrifying but I just got so used to being constantly taken care of and constantly being around people who just like understood that I was terrified to leave. And once I did leave and I kind of like figured out that I was going to be okay, perhaps then I was afraid of going back. So that's just always been my constant fear. And my psychiatrist told me, he said, it would not be a surprise if you go back to the hospital. And I know he didn't mean that to instill fear, but instead to, kind of make sure that I get like prepared to like how not unstable but my disorder isn't like you can't really plan for it like I don't know when I'm gonna have a depressed mood or a manic state and 
So he just like really wanted me to be prepared, but still in the back of my mind, sometimes I'm just like, I could go back there and it doesn't matter like how good I feel right now. Some days I just think that could be me again. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I get that. You know, I, I never was in hospital. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I was in bed for three months. I was in my house for two years. Okay. So I, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I'll never understand what you, you know, or appreciate what, you know, what you went through. Okay. But my limited experience, okay, you know, pales to yours, of course. But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, the, you know, those concerns, you know, come through for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, it's, and it's, 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 it's challenging, you know, and, and uh, it's difficult to sort of, you know, look in the mirror sometimes and say, okay, where am I? Who am I? What am I doing? And like, Whenever I interact with people, I would like to ask, you know, how how are you? How are they when I when I meet them? And, and like I said earlier, that's a big question. It's just not, you know, I don't I don't just say like, hey, how you doing? Okay, like like in conversation, I, you know, I seriously want to know how you are. You know, and I think that's important to address as well that that we respect that. We you know we we, we inquire, we take that moment. You know, um, yeah. So here we are. For sure. When I tried, I don't. I mean, I'm not a professional. I can't train people. But when people ask me, like, what should I do when, like, my family member or friend is going through something? And I say, well, ask how they're doing, of course, like you said. And then ask them, well, like, do you feel depressed today? Or ask them direct questions. Because, you know, sometimes we go through a day and people are like, how are you doing? And you're like, oh, good. But if you can kind of, like, evoke that or, like, open up that conversation – I've, I've found that that really helps both you as the listener kind of understand and pick up on the signs, but also them as the person who has a mental illness, they're able to feel like, oh, she kind of knows what she's talking about, or she genuinely cares more than a, oh, hey, how are you just passing on the street? Yep. And I never feel that with you. Like, I feel like I can definitely tell you if I'm like not feeling good. But luckily, since we've been since we've met, there's been a lot more good than bad. So yes, good. Good to hear there's been more, you know, good than bad. Okay. That's the yeah. day of life. Okay. We want to have more good days than bad days. And um, yeah, I, I think this, this is a topic that, you know, more people should sort of you know, tune into. Okay. And, 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 you know, like I said, look in the mirror, think about things you know, spend some time. Okay. Just thinking and not pondering, not, not wallowing, not, not that kind of thing. Okay. But just take a moment and, 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 you know, appreciate where you are in life. Okay, if, if it's good or bad, you know, and, and address it, and, and if it's bad, try to make it better, you know, you know, reach out, talk to people, okay, um, come to World Living, okay, get involved, you know, with us or other groups, perhaps, okay, for me, a big part of my, 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 my recovery in, in terms of my concern about fitting back into society, in, in, the, in, the, in the community, I got involved with some, some, some local groups here. Okay, somebody wanted me to, to, to get involved. They wanted my opinion on things. They asked me, you know, do you want to do this or do that with, with, with this group? And it changed my life. Okay, it got me involved. My self-confidence improved. So my concerns were, were diminished because I, I was starting to fit back in. You know, so, yeah, and it's, it's sometimes little things. You get an email from somebody, you can change your day. You know, a nice, email, a nice message, okay, a nice thank you. I mean, it can make the day far better. So the you know the concerns will diminish in time when 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 yeah when when life gets better okay it, it kind of they go hand in hand 
Yeah, I think this is a topic that everyone can learn from, for sure. Everyone has fears. Everyone. None of us know what's going to happen tomorrow, but Mm. it's definitely something that for all of our mental health, even if you don't have a mental illness, it's still important to think about your mental health. And I think this is an important topic that helps you address that and just helps you be honest with yourself. Just, and it's fine to have fears. It's okay. Everyone Mm -hmm. fears. I am studying to be a doctor. Will I get into medical school? Like that's a very common fear that people and students have. Exactly. And that's how it is. And I know that and I sit with it and I say, that's okay. And I do what I can. I, you know, I take my tests, I go get experience and I do what I can. And that's, that's not something that's unique to me as a person with a mental illness at all. I think you're spot on there. Okay. And I think it's a great way to end the conversation. Okay. Cause I think you've identified exactly what we're, what we're talking about. Okay. It's, it's for people like us, people without illness, you know, the whole world. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're spot on. So, Hey, so Kat, thanks very much. Thank you. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely. All right. Always. Thanks, everybody. Okay, great cat. Bye.